Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. It's Rodney with Video Games Now, and I'm joined with Cole. Hello. And we're going to be talking about some video game movies today, because Sonic's doing actually really well in the box office, which is kind of shocking. Crazy well. Well, after the fuss everybody made, everybody should go see it. Like, normally I'd be kind of up in the air, but if everybody wanted to get the, the remake done of Sonic's What He Looks Like, go see it. They did it. They listened to us. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're going to talk about um, Cabin Fever director Eli Roth signs on to do a Borderlands movie, alleged, an alleged report says, and uh, and then also we're going to just talk about all the other games that are potentially in development right now, and it's going to be a good-ass time, and that's all coming up right now. Right now. Right now. All right, everybody, so welcome back. Uh, visit our website, videogamesnow.ca, to find all of our content, including our YouTube videos, social media links, and the latest gaming news, which is a lie now. I should change that in the script, because it's the gaming news that we cover on the podcast. Uh, after the show, please leave a review on whatever you're listening to us on to find out about our gaming word of the week, brought to you by Cole this week. So, Cole, what's the uh, what's th- what's the word? You weren't kidding when you said <laughs> 12 seconds. Oh, dude, I got um, this dialed in. I've been doing this do. for 133 podcasts now. All right. Um, I'm just looking through a big old list of gaming words, but they don't have the description. I have to click on the gaming word to find the description. All right. Well, while you're looking for that, we'll still. do we'll do a mid a mid podcast gaming word. So all you right. got to listen all the way through if you want to get that gaming word. All right. Now, finally, have you considered becoming a Video Games Now Patreon? As a Patreon, you get access to the podcast episodes one day earlier than everyone else, as well as discounts on our store. Exclusive stories, which we just recorded like a two and a half minute, three minute bonus thing just before the, uh, just after the intro. <laughs> That'll be, uh, Patreon only access. And, uh, you can listen to the podcast live on Discord while we record it and join in on our Patreon chat channel, which I have open right now. And I think, uh, oh yeah, Bradley yesterday said, I'll be joining you guys on the podcast tomorrow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And I'm like, did you mean, like, on the actual podcast or, like, in the Patreon? He's like, oh, no, in the Patreon. 
because I won't just invite myself to the podcast. Ha. <laughs> but uh, but no. Then this morning I'm like, I thought you were joining us, and he's like, No, I'm working. What? <laughs> Brad, come on, Bradley. I was gonna say we should have a Bradley podcast where we talk about all of the stuff he does. <laughs> we should have a roast podcast. That'd be so much fun. That's every podcast with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, all right, I, I found the gaming word, but it's right. not one you have to guess. It's a really easy one, but if you know me, if you grew up playing video games with me, which I don't think anybody here did, this was one of my favorite things to do. So, Trolling? The gaming word of the week is screen peeking. We've done that one before. You fucking what? stole that. Really? Yeah, that was like one of the oh. first ones we ever did was screen peeking. Well, was I there for that? I uh, don't know. Maybe not. I can't remember what episode that was. Damn. But we I def- try to listen to the podcast at work, but sometimes I don't get all the way through every single podcast. So, Oh, yeah. Well, I have an hour drive to work, so I have enough time to listen to the podcast. And then I go, whoa, those stupid guys. Why didn't they talk about this or mention this? I actually end up laughing at my own jokes when I listen to the podcast back in my car. And I'm like, That's ha, funny. Ha, that Rodney guy's funny. All right. I found another one. All right. All right. Die and retry. I think pretty sure... Pretty sure we've done that one before. I, if wow. you're looking on, what, where are you looking on uh, for the for the word? Uh, genius. Yeah, I've been on genius. I've exploited genius. Like, oh man. Yeah. All right. So then, anyone uh, anyone that's unique that people wouldn't know, I've definitely used. And then there's some that don't have definitions. They're just there, like smooth skinning. And there's another one that I'm well, like, what do these mean? Commonwealth. Let's. I know what commonwealth means in real life. But smooth what skinning. Let's uh, let's speculate what that is and then look it up. So what do you, right. I think smooth skinning is uh, a, pr- a process with like modeling, like to get a, a cleaner looking character. Hmm. I'm gonna go in the same direction where it's like, um, you know, like in Oblivion or Fallout, how all the characters just like all look exactly the same. Not exactly the same, but they all have like the smooth skin. It's just the smooth skinning characters. Smooth skin gaming term. Let's check it out. The vault. Oh, it might have something to do with Fallout, I just saw. Um, Oh, okay. A nickname for a person in your circle of friends who is inept, yet you keep him close so he can be taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) So like Mark. Um, That's funny. Yeah, that's good. Um... Friends inept, helpless, trouble, keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the. That's what here, smooth skinning is. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Huh. Um, get a smooth skin mug for your brother-in-law in Manford. So now that doesn't make sense. Here, th- this is the description. Hey, did you know what smooth skin did? Know what? He put a diesel in his car again. Oh, smooth <laughs> skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh. The fact that it's put diesel in his car again makes it even better. I know. That, that's like a bad SNL skit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's good. <laughs> I like that a lot. Alright. Okay, guys, so let's move into our first topic here, which is... Let's talk about Sanic. Actually, let's talk about this uh, Borderlands movie first. So, I'm not a big fan of the games, as people know who've listened to the show before. I, I bought three and d- played about three hours, four hours of it, and lost all interest. Looter shooters. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of looter shooters, uh, um, I'm thinking about going back and playing Anthem and seeing if it's worth it a year later, and we'll do a video on that and put it on our YouTube page. So, if you guys are 
Anthem players. Actually, Eric, I'm shouting out to you directly. Uh, I'm getting some time off here shortly, so I don't know if you have any specific days off during the week, but uh, we should play some Anthem and, and re-review it. I was saying I was so close to buying Anthem because we were all going to buy it together, and I was like, I'm going to wait like five days before I buy it. And I'm so glad that I waited those five days. <laughs> Will literally bought the game, and it has it's like in the same spot still at his house. Like it's like on top of his shelf. Like he mm. bought it, put it on top of his shelf, and then never opened it. There you go. But he played it, didn't he? He played the beta, and then he heard all the shitty things coming out about Anthem, and he's like, "Yeah, never mind. I'm not playing it." Really? If I bought it, I would definitely still try it. Yeah. Well, he doesn't even have time to return my text anymore. Let alone play Anthem. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I'm. Uh, this is a quote from uh, Eli, Eli Roth. He says, I'm so excited to dive into the world of Borderlands. I cannot be doing it with a better script, producing team, and studio. I have a long, successful... He can't be. Yeah. Sorry, I a... I'm just looking it up. Uh, I have a long, successful history with Lionsgate. Feel like we've grown up together, and everything in my directing career has led to a project of this scale and ambition. So, um, Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchfork... Or Pitch... Sorry, Pitch Ford, not Pitchfork, <laughs> made the announcement on Twitter and told his followers to attend the Gearbox Main Theater show uh, at the Amaranth PAX East 2020, and uh, to find out more than uh, to to find out more. Then the post was suddenly deleted. It's possible that Pitch Ford revealed the reveal before he had gotten the green light, but the tweet did feature Ron Roth's head on a psycho body and said, "Welcome to the Borderlands family." Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, uh, Craig Manzen, yep. who, uh, worked on, or who wrote Chernobyl, is writing the script. Oh, and really? I don't know if you've seen Chernobyl, but it is amazing. It is so incredible. So, that's gonna be fun. Um, I, every time I see Chernobyl, I'm interested in seeing it, but I've never actually, like, committed to watching oh. it watch it one weekend i just like sat down and i watched and i couldn't stop like i watched all five episodes back to back it is so intriguing so well done is it only five episodes is it miniseries yeah, it's miniseries and okay. they're each like an hour long but okay. it's so, like that's the perfect amount like you don't need any more like they told the story so well in those episodes that it's just like it's perfect interesting okay yeah. um so of course cole and i work in the film business so uh we'll probably have a bit more uh, to say about some of these things, including Sonic the Hedgehog, which was actually shot here in Vancouver. Um, I didn't work on it personally, but I have a bunch of friends that uh, did work on it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you too, Cole. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, actually, uh, so we're shooting in a small town on Vancouver Island called Ladysmith. And uh, Sonic shot there a year and a bit ago when they were actually doing filming. And they went in and just hosed them down with money, just like fucking splooged all over the town with money and then uh i don't know if they didn't really leave the town in disarray but they kind of could have left it a tad bit better so then we get there and we're like hey we're from the movies and everyone's like oh are you f part of them sanic fucks uh <laughs> and they yeah. got their hands out like where's our money yeah so we got the money lebowski yeah so we kind of had to clean up their mess in a sense um but uh, this one guy was being ridiculous, ridonkulous. He's like, he wanted, uh, we wanted to cover his sign. Like he had some bowling alley or something and we wanted to cover his sign and make it like the entrance to a, like a, like a diner or something. So, you know, that's pretty relatively easy. We normally pay like, you know, a hundred bucks or something to cover someone's sign up. 
And uh, yeah, he wanted like twenty five hundred bucks, and we're like, Holy hmm, yeah, no, that's not what we pay people for fucking something as simple as this. And he he was literally pushing so hard for twenty five hundred, and he wouldn't budge off. And we're like, all right, well, I guess we'll just put it in the post, and we won't fucking pay you shit. How about right. that, fucker? There you go. Suck it. Anyways, <laughs> very passionate about your signs, Rodney. Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, you know what? That's that's what happens. You get too greedy, and the fucking the money walks. So. Anyways. Listen to the money talk. How much did this make opening opening weekend? Apparently made like a ton of money this weekend. Like um, 33 mil? I'm on uh, oh. Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't sound like very much. Uh, 137 million. So it already made its money back, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, it costs about 81 to 95 million. I don't know if that's included with the re- remaps of Sanic's face. Right. Um, I thought it would be on so Rotten Tomatoes, better. but it's not. I'm going to just look it up here. Sonic budget. 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 Bah. Uh, $95 million is what it cost. So it's made his money back. Yeah. Detective Pikachu cost $150 million, but that was a heavy, heavy visual effects um, film. Oh, so yeah. I can see that being that expensive. And that made a ton of money too, didn't it? It did. I'm going to actually just check that out. As... I hope it opens up the possibility for more Pokemon movies. Because, um, like, live action Pokemon movies that are done well. I feel bad for. What's his name? Smith. 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 Oh, Jaden. Not Jaden. Not Jaden. That's his son. This is the not. No Smith relation, Jaden. Or. I can't remember his fucking name. But yeah buddy i know the guy from detective Pikachu, the main dude yeah yeah i think he's a fantastic actor but i also think he struggled acting with things that aren't there justice smith justice smith yeah Yeah. um but i hope that there's some people who are really good at acting around visual effects um creatures well no matter no matter what when you're an actor and you have to act with a physical thing the acting performance is going to be substantially better than if you're acting to a fucking tennis ball on a fucking C-stand. You ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. That movie was so fucking good. Dude, I, the guy who's in that, who is that? Who Framed... The, the guy who should be in a mob movie, but he's in a fucking cartoon movie? Yeah. yeah. He, he was so good. Like, it, it, there, when the scene where he's, like, in the bar drinking and the penguin waiter comes up and he's like, I want a whiskey on the rocks, but not actual rocks. Like, just the way that he could act around... Yeah. inanimate objects was so good like he he was so natural and even the way they react to like jessica rabbit and roger so there's that, it's possible what's really fucking cool about that movie is we don't do a lot of um what do you call it um physical like uh slapstick no no no, no. like just uh special effect more special effectsy shit like it's all visual not all visual but it's i'd a say lot of 85 percent visual now like like um explosions um i very rarely are those actually practical on the superhero shows they're more practical because they have a bigger special effects budget but and a smaller visual effects budget <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but uh yeah like uh, practical effects that's what i was looking for that whole movie just the way they did practical effects was so incredible if if anybody has any sort of interest in the movie business they should go on youtube and watch behind the scenes of uh, roger rabbit it's so intriguing like the like just what they had to do to get what they wanted and then they just hand drew over the cartoon character for like there was like a um 
uh, like for the uh, what do you call it? For the uh, what you were just talking about, the penguin thing. They had yeah. like oh, yeah. a sea like a sea stand arm that was greened out, and then it was holding the tray, and then they just oh, drew and over rotated the tray. Yeah, and then they just drew over the the sea stand arm. Wow. Yeah. So now it was, it was he's gonna cool. have to Google what a sea stand looks like. Yeah. It's yeah exactly. And I wish that Roger Rabbit had a video game so that we could relate this to video game <laughs> movies. Yeah. Well, we're relating it to, vid- to movie, Pokemon. To yeah, to Pokemon. So now oh, that yeah, you Google C stand and you see a C stand. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. What were you going? Now that. So now that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Bef- so Sonic the Hedgehog is now doing good. It just made. I just saw it. Hang on. It made. I think. Oh, Detective Pikachu made four hundred thirty-one million dollars in the box office. And Sonic's made. Uh, it doesn't say. I'm pretty sure it made just a, like 67 or something, 50 years. Well, I mean, it's still going, so. Yeah. Um, but anyways, do you think Sonic would have done it as well as it did if it didn't redesign the character? No, I don't. Cool. I so, think redesigning the character drew a lot of, um, like, I'd say outside people who are maybe more curious about it. Like, if it was just a Sonic movie, I think it would have just been a Sonic movie. But because of how bad the character was and how the meme culture just blew up around it i think that like really helped the movie honestly yeah i kind of agree i was like never gonna see it i like sonic i i like the old sonic games and i mean i know that he's had a bad run over the last few years but i was never gonna see it now i'm like really curious to watch it and just see how how it all turned out so you know and I feel like I'm not the only one. Yeah, uh, you know what's interesting is the Sega logo is nowhere to be seen on this tra- on this poster. Mm. That's interesting. You, you, <laughs> Sega I, was like, we know how this goes. Yeah. You take it. And yeah. now it actually did really good. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I'm interested in seeing it now, for sure. Um, so, here's, um, here's what I think. So, Detective Pikachu did really well. They didn't have a lot of fan input on that, but they had people... Uh, I think they had people from the Pokemon company that were actually involved with making the movie. You think so? I think I think they did, yeah. So, and then Sonic was going to be shit. Um, I mean, the content would have been the same. It was just it would have just been Sonic's design. So I think that's yeah. what really butchers video game movies um, specifically. Like, think of the the Super Mario Bros. movie. Like, no characters looked anything like anything from the fucking games. And oh yeah, like just, the Koopas and the yeah. yeah. But I mean, honestly, was just a dude. I mean, the costume design was not not the biggest fucking problem with that movie. But, um, you know, they gotta they gotta look decent, especially now it's twenty twenty. Like visual effects have come a long way. You know, uh, we should be able to make Sonic look like fucking Sonic, right? Yeah. So now that we're in this era where we're actually producing decent video game movies which was never even a conceivable thought until last year um there's a list of 15 games that are potentially either being talked about being made or in development currently so yeah let's uh let's go through that list there cole where where i i you're gonna make me guess i don't have this list i'm gonna i'm gonna post that in the skypeage how about that good Sky bitch. I thought you were going to post it on the Discord so everybody could see. Well, I mean, I could. I already posted it in the in the in the oh, Skypeage. I also. In the Skypeage. 
fucking fuck. Okay, so first one's Monster Hunter. Is it is it a, a, a American or a Japanese make? Um, I'm gonna read. I haven't read this article yet. I'm just kind of pulling this article up and winging it. So it says that the, as the name suggests, Monster Hunter games are all about tracking, fighting, and capturing all sorts of beasts across several fantasy lands. Players de design their own characters, and they're generally very little in the way of, of story throughout Monster Hunter series, which is probably why I'm not interested in it, honestly. What? That's not true. Is it? There's a there's a huge story in Monster Hunter. The, the lore is massive. It's crazy. The whole thing is story-based. It's like a monster fight based around hours and hours of, like, um, what's it called? Final Fantasy-level storytelling. So well, whoever wrote this article... He's got to get, uh, got to get their shit right. together. I'm on Business Insider, and Kevin Webb wrote this article, so you should write. I Kevin. cannot, I cannot open it. Well, let me open it. Uh, okay, I'll put it in the Discord. Oh, there we go. Now I got oh, you it. You got it. Okay. I opened uh, it about 17 times now. Okay, so the movie in production stars Mila Jovit, Jovo, Jovit, Jovovich. Sorry, that was just a weird combination of V's that I couldn't say. Uh, she's be uh, she's best known for her role in Alice in Resident Alien, another adaption, uh, video game adaption by Capcom, same developer that made the Monster Hunter franchise. Hmm. Okay, so mo let's talk about a Monster Hunter movie. What's something you want to see in this movie? Bring in monsters, bro. I think. Um, no. <laughs> I, oh no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I okay. I, I played the beta for Monster Hunter Three on 3DS, and I didn't really enjoy it that much. Oh my god, that was so good. The 3DS one was like, mm. oh yeah, that was minty. That was like when it was getting like out of control. Like the one before that was really good, and then the second it hit the DS, it was like, all right, we're hitting, we're hitting next level here. Shit, I think what killed it for me was the camera controls. Do you know what you need to do for like the way that I started playing Monster Hunter? It was, was a buddy of mine. We worked at Target together. And he was like, oh, you ever played Monster Hunter? No. I was like, oh, come over to my house after work. We'll play Monster Hunter. So I went over there, and the two of us just sat in his room, and he, like, gave me the whole rundown on how to play Monster Hunter. Like, you have to play it with somebody. It's a, it's a game you play with friends. Right. You can't just go on your own. I mean, you can go on your own and, and play Monster Hunter, but, like, when you're first starting or when you're trying to get the basics figured out, find somebody who's played it before and play it with them. So it's, so it's like any game we've fucking played in the last... Couple yeah, months. like yeah. we've been talking about which games to play together, like you and me. And um, Adam Terry Bear has been playing Monster Hunter lately, and I'm like, man. But he's so much better than I am. Like you, you, you have to level up together. You can't go separately, or else you'll just completely get outclassed by the monster. So um, you have to like almost make a character to play together. And I was gonna be like, Rodney, you should pick up Monster Hunter, and we should play some, <laughs> play some Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, that's like why my, I, my thing. Yeah. I, that's all good. Um, speaking of games we're playing together, we played Crawl last weekend after the podcast, yeah. exactly like you said. Mm. Usually it's like, hey, we should play that game. Yeah, yeah, and then we never play that game. Um, but yeah, we played that game, and we had a lot of fun, actually. It was a good game. Uh, Bradley mentioned in the Discord that uh, he played that game for his uh, four-hour stream. Bradley's doing really good, actually, for his... Uh, um, for his gamer temple gamer page, he's got. That's why we have to do a podcast about <laughs> Bradley. Like, oh my God, Bradley! Thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's an honor for you to be on the podcast. Or actually, no, we can go the different route. We can go, yeah, we knew Bradley before he was famous. Yeah, we knew Bradley before he was famous. Yeah, uh, he's starring in the new Monster Hunter movie. Uh, no, yeah, he plays uh, the third monster. He plays <laughs> the Rathios. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we played Crawl. So we have a video on our uh, website. Or, uh, pardon me, on our YouTube page. Actually, it's on our website too. 
so that wasn't a full lie. Um, so you guys can check that out if you're curious about the game and see what it's all about. It's, it's me yelling, going, ah, why am I not getting my humanity back? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, last night and the night before, we were playing some Call of Duty. In the uh, tournament mode, which I never played until you showed up, and now I'm having a blast. Yeah, that was a... Uh, fuck. That was some good times. Like, I like I thoroughly enjoyed playing last night. Um, even when we were playing... Uh, well, we were playing hardcore, which is infinitely better than core. The second you hit hardcore, it's just like, it's so much better. Like, I should not have to unload an entire fucking clip of a gun to kill somebody. Like, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, that, I was playing, I play with the Scar, or I've been playing with the Scar recently, and it takes two shots with the Scar on hardcore, and it takes five, I think, in regular core, and I accidentally started a game of core, and I didn't realize it, and I hit this guy so many times, I was like, he's cheating. I was like, this guy is like, there's no way, and then I realized I was playing core, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a terrible game. Yeah. And it was. And uh, there's another, there's a new map called Shipman, which is fucking nonsense. Like, it's it's such a small map. And there, how many people are on a map? Like ten? Uh, it depends. Yeah, it's five on each side. Yeah. Yeah. So there's ten people on this. Like, I'm not even shitting you. Like the smallest fucking map imaginable. Like, it's um, a remake map too. That's from a that's from an older, older uh, COD game. What? Why would that even so. be a map? Like, I think it's 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 Modern Warfare. Uh, the like the original Modern Warfare, but it was um, it was uh, it's a redesign of the same map. Okay. Well, anyways, it so it's got uh, it's got yes, ship, it's, yeah, right. shipping containers on it, and you can walk from one side of the level to the other in about ten seconds. Bol so that's how big it is, and it's a square. It's a perfect square, so you could walk to the other corner in about fifteen seconds. Mm -hmm. So now ten people are spawning. Like you're literally shooting a guy, and then another guy will spawn beside him, or spawn in front of you, and you'll just get a triple kill, and you're like, oh, or cool. Or spawn behind you, yeah. and then you'll spawn behind another guy or in front of another guy, and just die yeah, 15 it, times before you move. Yeah, it, it's fucking nonsense. <laughs> to the point where like our whole team last night was like, okay, we're done now. Uh, yeah. yeah. You do really, really good for like a minute, and then you do really, really bad for about four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's really detrimental on the heart. Totally. And the soul. But, uh, yeah, Cole and I were playing tournament mode last night, and fuck, we were having a good time. There was one game in particular, like, I could not even... I was so stoked at the results. So, Cole and I were... So, tournament mode's like gunfight. So, you... For those who don't play COD, yeah, it's 2v2. Um, and it'll give you and the and the other opponents a set loadout. Like, so, a specific uh, gun, a specific sidearm, and the specific uh, tactical and, and, and uh, lethal weapons. Or, uh, sorry, uh, projectiles. So, uh, you know, you could be really good with certain guns, but shit with others. So, and then you just gotta, you're playing on a small reduced map. Uh, the maps are identical on both sides with the exception of like a middle piece might be slightly ajar or something like that. So you just, uh, you can either go left, right, or center. Uh, you can go left high or left low or whatever. But yeah, you just gotta pick and try to outmaneuver your opponents. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it was so much fun. We and were, it's stressful. Yeah, it's super stressful. Um, I was a monster in the beginning. <laughs> and at the end, you were a monster the whole way through. Was Ronnie's I? like, oh, I haven't played Call of Duty for so long, I'm going to be so bad. And then he carried us through everything. Um, yeah, there was one, I think you died early. And then uh, I just, I rushed. I was running and gunning a lot. And I ran, and this guy popped out, and I fucking hip-fired him. Like, gun in his gut. Just like, 
pow pow pow. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then immediately knocked down that other guy. It was just super fun. But anyways, oh, yeah, that the was one, all pistol. The one uh, that was sticking out of my mind is the one where we won. So we were down five two. So you, it's uh, six six points to win. We we're down five two, and we came back and won it. And we were just yeah, we like, won like four in a row. Oh, it's so good. Like. We were on fucking fire. Like I, w I wasn't ready to start the next game because like I couldn't even fucking focus. I was just so stoked. It's like uh, I need a fucking minute. Holy shit! <laughs> and then we ended up losing in the semis. Fuck bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, but it definitely increases your game. You know, you get you definitely get pretty good. Yeah, um, like my headshots are on point. I'll. Your headshots are on point. Oh, my other favorite game. Uh, we so everyone started with a sniper, and my kind of rule is um, so you can peek off the beginning, and you should be able to see the opponent. Usually, when you spawn in, there's one piece of cover, and you step left or right out of that cover, and, and then, then you can you can it starts. Yeah. So and it's I mean, the same for the opponent. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. It can be dangerous. So my kind of rule is um, only one person peeks. Like if you have a sniper, only one person peeks. So if he dies, we still have the other guy. But this one particular game, I don't know why, but we're I'm like, I'm peeking, and Cole's like, I'm peeking too. And I'm oh, like, okay, yeah. whatever. So we literally poked our head out, and both at the exact same time fucking headshotted both enemies and killed both of them and won the game in like two seconds. It was so fucking good. Which could have happened to us, but didn't. We got them. Yeah. Uh, Alright, let's get back to the movies. My dog is bothering me. Um, okay, so Monster Hunter September 2020 is coming out, and uh, Resident Evil, didn't we already have six Resident Evil films? It, it does say six, the sixth Resident Evil film. The sixth... Which I don't even want to talk, like, I don't, I don't even care. Yeah, let's, let's next. Uh, okay, Uncharted. Uh, Spider-Man actor Tom Holland will star in a movie based on PlayStation's popular Uncharted series. The premise of the Uncharted is similar to the iconic Indiana Jones franchise and stars-wise cracking hero Nathan Drake. Holland looks I wonder if Nathan Fillion will play. Uh, he's getting kind of... He's getting a little old. Uh, this says Holland looks much younger than Drake in the games, but will perhaps make the oh, film version Holland's of Uncharted. Playing, he's um, playing Nathan, Nathan Drake. Drake. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, I thought he was just going to be in it, but that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it'll, you better get big. Well, yeah, I was going to say this guy, Nathan Drake, looks literally nothing like Tom Holland. I think that was a poor casting choice. That's just the name attached with it, I think. But I mean, Nathan Drake in the in the one like in the fourth game, he's like older. But in the in the first games, he's young. It could be. Uh... Well, I know, but he's young, but he's bulky. Yeah. Um... And his voice is very deep. Where John Holland is like, Ooh. or uh, uh, yeah, he's very teeny, teeny boppy. All right, this is the next. Uh, this is the next Academy Award winning film, Minecraft the movie. Oh, dude, I have a Minecraft TV series that I or a mini series that I want to do that's like very realistic very like gritty and uh, I keep seeing all of this Minecraft stuff pop up and I'm like oh, I hope they don't take my idea I oh they have they li they're listening to you they're listening to me right now they steal everything that we come up with on this podcast right oh yeah yeah definitely definitely uh, alright so with more than 100 million copies sold worldwide Minecraft is without a question one of the most popular games of all time Mojang, the Microsoft subsidiary behind the game, has been trying to get a Minecraft movie into production for years. The production has seen multiple directors come and go, however, making it, a hard, uh, making it hard to get off the ground. But in January 2019, Warner Brothers announced it has tapped Peter Skolet, the director of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, to helm the movie as of now. So it has a March 4th, 2022 release Isn't date. Isn't Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist shot in Vancouver? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Oh. 
I think I've heard of somebody working on it, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, so this one pisses me off. Uh, Call of Duty, speaking of Call of Duty. Uh, best-selling video game franchise of all time, and it has been it has set the bar for just about every military-related video game released during the past 10 years. The series is focused on war stories spanning decades of American military history, with some even expanding into futuristic space combat. So it's like, oh great, another fucking war movie. Like, yeah. the, you know, I don't think Call of Duty should have a fucking... Um, should have a movie. I think well, Call of Duty, like, okay, Call of Duty, um, war movies, um, usually for the most part don't glorify war, right? Like you watch like Saving Private Ryan, um, Fury, or even uh, 1917. Like these movies show how gruesome war is and how it's not a good thing. Where Call of Duty is like a sign up for the military. It, yeah, we, we kill the bad guys. Yeah, Call of Duty is totally an American propaganda thing. Yeah, so making an American propaganda war movie mm, might not be the best thing in the world, but I don't um, know. It's just me. Yeah, uh, I I feel they could have made the same stories, but and just not call it Call of Duty. They're literally attaching this title to it to try to get people to watch it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, that's annoying. Um, so the Call of Duty movie is under the helm of Stefano Solemi... Sole, Sole, I can't say that fucking name. Uh, the director Sol of... Soloma? Soloma? Yeah. The director of Sic, uh, Sicaro, and its sequel Sicaro, The Days of Solidar... Sicario? Yeah. Sicario. Yeah, thanks, Cole. Thank God you're here. I got you covered. You're I'm here. dyslexic because I can't read it all, but I love Sicario. What yeah. a fantastic movie. I haven't seen the second one. Uh... So, how do you say his name? Salama? Salama has shown a, a penchant for modern gunplay and urban combat in both of these films. It suggested that the film may opt for a more present-day setting rather than a World War II backdrop of the earlier games of the series. Definitely, yeah, that's what Sicario is. Very modern. Uh, here's another one. They, they've done every single type of gun movie. Um, you know, so these these kind of aren't reaching out to me personally. But uh, yeah. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six is a squad-based shooting game franchise inspired by the Tom, Tom Clancy novel of the same name. The novel follows a team of counter-terrorism operatives that embark on a variety of missions. Paramount Pictures is planning a multiple Rainbow Six films with the, the Black Panther and Creed actor Michael B. Jordan, not the basketball player, uh, in a starring role as... Uh, Rainbow Six Commander John Clark. The first film, Without Remorse, will tell Clark's origin story, followed by a sequel called Rainbow Six. I really do enjoy the Rainbow Six games, but um, I wonder how they're gonna how, how they're gonna do it. Who are the bad guys in these games? Like, um, what, you're just gonna slap terrorists on there, or yeah. Russian? ND ND Middle Eastern terrorists, like every other fucking gun movie. Yeah, we'll make up our. They're gonna make up their own country somewhere that's like. That they want to go to war to and be like, this is where this happening. You know what? I'm actually really glad that Modern Warfare in the in the campaign mode actually did that. They created like a fictional country um, that they're going to war with, so it didn't raise any ideas or. Oh, suspicions. I mean, it's still you make it make a fictional like continent off somewhere else, you know. But I mean, they slapped it right in right where. You know, I, I feel like even though it's a fictional place, it's still... We all know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. That's just me. But it doesn't have a specific tie to anybody, right? So if you... Uh, yeah. So if someone can't be like, Hey, you're declaring war on our country because you made a game about shooting us and blah. 
but uh, <laughs> no Russian. <laughs> no Russian, yeah. No Russian. Uh, Imagine if like Russia was making these games. What if they made like um, like a uh, uh, this series is focused on war stories spanning over decades of Russian military history. Uh, yeah. How how well do you think that would go over? Probably not very well. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so the next next game on this list is Tom Clancy's The Division. Tom Clancy's The Division is a post-apocalyptic shooting game pitting players against one another in a corrupt government or an a corrupt government. So this is basically what the world's going to be like in thirty years. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is the safer the safer route for yeah. war games. Yeah. Uh, the plot seems to ripe for adaptation as post-apocalyptic narratives like The Walking Dead and The Hundred have become popular. People apparently recognize the potential for human drama at the end of the world. While The Division isn't exactly Red Dawn, the story lends itself to a thoroughly patriotic narrative that would fit perfectly into the action movie. I like the original Red Dawn way more than the remake. Uh, I don't remember Red Dawn. Uh, I remember Hunt for Red October. Hunt for Red October? What's that one? That's uh, Sean Connery. He's making a, making a hunt for Red October. Oh, okay. Uh, Red Dawn. It's uh, it, when did that movie originally come out? It was like early. Charlie Sheen was in it, like when he first started his acting career. Oh, like, and um, Patrick uh, Swayze. Yeah. Um, Is it post-apocalyptic? Um, no, it's not post-apocalyptic. It's uh, these kids are in school, and then these fucking paratroopers drop in and just start killing everybody. And then these kids Aper. like escape to uh, the mountainside and then form uh, a resistance and and fight the these people that took over their town. Weird. This yeah. looks like I gotta watch this. This looks crazy. Watch the original. Don't watch the new one. The new yeah, one. Yeah. No. I, I with Chris. The 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 Australian guy. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And uh, what the fuck? The fucking guy from Hunger Games. Is that it? The uh, new one. I, 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 Josh Hutch. I don't. I don't know his name. The guy that plays Pita his fucking name is Josh Peck is in it that's crazy Peter yeah, yeah but the original this looks awesome I'm gonna watch this Red Dawn yeah it's it's uh it's a good classic movie um yeah they should have just left it at that and not rebooted it fucking bullshit reboot anyway, everything I know alright the next game is Sleeping Dogs Sleeping Dogs was a sleepier hit when it came out in 2012 the game plays like a mix between Grand Theft Auto and Jackie Chan movie Rush Hour and it's a joyful. Uh, it, it joyfully turns the city of Hong Kong into a playground. I played very little bit of um, Sleeping Dogs, but yeah, it looks like it looks like a really fun game. The martial artist and actor Donnie Yen of IP Man and Iron Monkey will star in the undercover cop Wei Xin, and he's shared multiple pictures of himself playing the role. Yen has said the film is still in production and has urged fans to be patient. So, is Jackie? If Jackie Chan is not in this movie, I'll be up. I'll be thoroughly upset. I. <laughs> I feel like um, ah no, there's comedy to it. I was gonna say, is it too serious of a movie for, for Jackie Chan? But um, there's there's some comedic bits in it. Okay, so this next one is being picked up by Netflix. Uh, Devil May Cry. Unlike the other adaptations on this list, Devil May Cry Netflix series will be animated in 2D. Hmm. That's odd. Hmm. The executive in 2D, like how they do Castlevania 2D? No, like Family Guy and American Dad and Rick and Morty. Those are 2D. Mm. Interesting. The, the executive producer in Ari Shankar, or Shankar revealed his plans to adapt the demon hunting video game into an animated series in the late 2018s. Uh, Shankar, uh, <laughs> I can't say his name without doing that now. 
Uh, Shankar. Shankar previously worked on Netflix's Castlevania, another animated video game adaptation, which has been celebrated by fans and critics alike. Shankar. They're coming out with the third season. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah? For Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, Shankar hinted that the two series could cross over in some way. That'd be... Then... Then, uh... uh the animation style is very... Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, that, that's... Yeah, that 2D is for how Castlevania is. So that'll be the same art style. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. So, okay. Next one on this list is Final Fantasy 14. So, Sony Pictures, Television, and Hivemind, the production company behind Amazon's The Expanse, and Amazon, and sorry, and Netflix's adaptation of The Witcher, are planning to create a new live-action series based on Final Fantasy 14, a massive multiplayer online role-playing game that first launched in 2013. Oh, yeah, Star Fox. Um, oh, yeah, you can't hear the music. I forgot. So I just, like, no, made, I can't. made a <laughs> random fucking... <laughs> I'll get it when I listen to the podcast. You'll get it. Did you uh, play... Have you played a lot of Final Fantasy? Um, no, I have. I didn't... I never had a PlayStation, right? The PS5 mm. will be my first owned PlayStation console. I'm so confident. So, well, I... Yeah. Like I've said before, I don't think the Xbox... Series X has anything worth my time. Yeah, you just get a computer, because all the Microsoft stuff is on there anyway. That's the direction that they're moving. Well, that's weird that they spend all... If that's the direction they're moving, they spend all this money on a console that no one's going to fucking buy, if, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it's... You'll, you'll, I think if they don't make a console, it'll... People are going to... A lot of people are going to buy it, but... Well, here's the thing. You'll, you'll break the video game wars if you do that. If, if you, you just don't make a console, Sony's going to explode so here's the thing is the price of the xbox series x is literally going to dictate um the the future of fucking microsoft because if the console is going to be 700 dollars, folks just go buy a fucking just go you can literally build a super powerful gaming pc for like for like two thousand no well no you i wouldn't go like for a thousand dollars so if you're gonna buy a fucking series x like and they're gonna make halo infinite available on pc just fucking build a computer like, yeah, but the thing, if you build a like a slightly more expensive computer, you can just switch out parts every few years. You don't have to buy an entirely new console. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like, uh, I've chatted with a couple people on the Discord about this, but yeah, for when you're building a computer, like honestly, um, what was I gonna say? Honestly, the uh, people build two thousand dollar computers. It's like why? Like you can get, like you're not getting that much more of a performance boost. After twelve hundred bucks, mm. so, but yeah, twelve hundred bucks. So, so, an extra five hundred bucks, you can make a super fucking awesome gaming computer. But that's not including monitors. So, yeah, monitors and all your all your other fancy stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you save up some money, build a computer. It's gonna be great. Um, and you can always play controller on most of the time on, on any of the games. So if you're not confident with keyboard mouse like me, then you can just use controller and get fucking murked. <laughs> um, okay, and, and here's another thing about Sony is um, they I'm, I'm actually really curious what their plans are in the next few years because they I, they've kind of distanced themselves from Nintendo and Microsoft by not going to the same events as them and just kind of doing their own thing um, yeah so I, I wonder what they're if they're planning to you know push ahead in the in the market for the for the consoles now. Like for for reals, um, mm. 
and Xbox is just gonna kind of fall off the fall off the fucking rails, and then Nintendo's just puttering along on their own track. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's gonna be weird in the next few years. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're almost near the end here. Uh, so that was Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, the next one is, I'm sure everybody's aware, Halo. Uh, was once the crown jewel of video game science fiction with the extended universe fueled by novels and short films supporting the games. Halo 4 and 5 weren't as popular as the first three, however. The franchise has somewhat faded into the public eye, but Halo, but the Halo machine is still rolling and Showtime expects a 10-episode series starring series protagonist Master Chief to air in 2020. The next game in the franchise, Halo Infinite, will drop later this year as well. The thing, like, okay, so they're going to follow Master Chief in this 10-episode series, but I, the thing that, like, I don't get is, like, if you have a story already that you play this character and you have an extensive universe like Halo does, why not do something more like Reach, you know? Like, or, or follow a different character. Like, what, are they just going to tell the story of the video game and then they always make changes and then it's completely different so you've got a, a book that's completely different from the video game and a movie that's completely different from the book and the video game that are all about the same character but are completely different yeah i hear what you're saying but that like happens all the time that they do it like in every single movie well that's just exactly the same as, as they like when they adapt books into movies it's like why would you cut that fucking part out that's like a crucial part to the story yeah, oh, we took some creative liberties. It's fine to take creative liberties. Make a story about a different character. That was my, my problem with the whole Solo movies. Like, I was like, man, Solo's a great Star Wars movie, but it wasn't... I, like, it could have been any character, you know? Like, it didn't have to be Han Solo. It could have been anybody. But I guess for for the, the general eye, like, the people who don't really play the video games or the people who aren't, like, big movie people, all they see on here is, ooh... Master Chief movie. Ooh. Geralt's gonna be in The Witcher, you know? Yeah. Then th that's the only thing that draws him in to see it, rather than something that could be good and, and new and refreshing. Yeah, um... I don't even know where they could take Halo that's not part of the original series. I think they are telling the original game. Yeah, see, that's fine. If you're gonna tell it, tell it like the original game, but, like, they gotta, they gotta stick to some of the, the major plot points. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm actually happy it's Master Chief in this because when they made Forward Unto Dawn, which was shot here, um, it was a good movie, but once Master Chief showed up, I wanted to see more Master Chief and how fucking cool he was, and mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't get very much of that in Forward Unto Dawn, so... <clears throat> yeah, but aren't there, like, all... Like, Master Chief is super cool, but there's tons of, of Spartans, but isn't Master Chief, like, a special one because he was, like... Yeah, as a, a baby or something. Yeah, and... he, he's a Spartan too. So the Spartan twos were uh, abducted as children by Catherine Halsey, mm -hmm. and uh, and then they they went through vigorous training and body augmentation to basically become superhuman. And I think I can't remember how many children started, but only like half of them actually made it through because the other ones died <laughs> from the augmentation. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know all this because, uh, well, they, they, isn't it in Halo Four? Well, they, yeah, uh, there's a bit of it in the lore, but uh, there's a there's a animated movie on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there, but it's called The Fall of Reach. And mm. fuck, that was interesting. Like that was so interesting. It was about Master Chief and the original Spartan Twos and what they went through during that whole process and how they all bonded as a uh, uh, as a group. Um. Yeah, it, it was super fucking interesting. So anybody who's a Halo fan who has not seen The Fall of Reach should go watch it. It's really, really good. 
Um, it's funny how just after remembering how Master Chief was made, that The Witcher and Halo are like the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like in Witcher, you you start as a child and you get go through vigorous training and body augmentation to become a super warrior, and only half the kids survive, and they're fighting against a blight that is coming to destroy the Earth. And um, Cora Cortana is kind of like Geralt Siri, and um, <laughs> it's it's really like it's weird how how similar they are now that I think about it. Well, except this guy's a space cowboy, uh, Master Chief's and, a space cowboy, and The Witcher's and not. He's he's kind of a he's a friggin' medieval cowboy. He rides around on his horse and goes into town to town and takes out the bad guys and and takes the money and then rides off into the sunset. So. Uh, so it's the same dude. The, the guy who plays yes. The Witcher and Master Chief oh, is the wow. same dude. So when he Smart, takes off his helmet, uh, it's going to be The Witcher face. Henry Cavill, yeah, with the <laughs> long hair. That's funny. Fan theory right now. Right now, uh, he's going to be like, oh, here I am. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Actually, Joe, you know it's funny too. Henry Cavill would make a really good. I think he would make a really good Master Chief. Yeah. Uh, but should just... he play it? No, but he yeah. would make a good Master Chief. God. They better not take off Master Chief's helmet in this fucking series. Like, I'll be fucking livid if the first time that you see Master Chief's face is not in the game. Mmm. I think... It, I just picture him looking like the guy who voices him. <laughs> Steve Downs? Yeah. Yeah. Because Steve Downs is a big dude, isn't he? Uh, he's an average-sized dude. It's his voice I, that makes him sound intimidating. Mmm. Because he... Didn't he play Master Chief in the... In the Forward Unto Dawn? Like, didn't he do the mocap for it? I don't think... No, 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 no. It was a dude that was actually, like, six, six foot five. Which, which Steve yeah. Downs is not six foot five. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, so, yes, I'm excited. And Steven Spielberg is executive producing the Halo uh, TV series. And that's the thing. With video game adaptations, like, you have to... You pretty much have to do TV series or miniseries. Like, just the way games are told... Story-wise, it's it's very episodic. Like each level has a has a um, a start, like a, a rising action, like a, the battle sequence, and then the falling action. Mm -hmm. Right? Like it's it's completely episodic. So it's just it just makes so much sense to tell the story in an episodic manner. Yeah, I think you could. Like, I'm a very strong defender of the movie format. You know, like I think due to like human. Um, attention span and like good storytelling you can tell something in a shorter span you know like so maybe like a mini series would be good but um i just don't want it to drag on for too long like i don't want like 15 seasons of of halo series you know yeah like All figure right. out what you're gonna tell and tell it totally okay so we got two more and then we got to sign off here uh, so Mega Man, like Sonic, Mega Man has enjoyed numerous cartoon and comic book adaptations. While Mega Man games have grown less common over the years, the series is seeing a bit of rebirth with the 2018 Mega Man 11. 20th Century Fox opted or optioned the character for a live-action movie written and directed by Henry Jost and Ariel Schultzman. The pair previously worked together on MTV's Catfish from 2012 to 2016. However, Disney acquisition of Fox has put the film on hold alongside dozens of planned projects for... 20, the, from 20th Century Fox. This would be a good Tom Holland uh, yeah. character. <laughs> yeah, this is like his chance to play Iron Man, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to do that. I'm, I'm glad he's, he's doing more than just being Spider-Man. You know. Yeah. 
playing the the Uncharted character. Well, but... when you're a young actor like that, it's hard, it's easy to get stuck in that role. Like, uh, like luckily for like uh, Daniel Radcliffe, for example, and also um, um, Elijah Wood, they're both yeah. breaking out really well. I'm yeah. I'm super happy with their careers. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, last one on the list: Super Mario Bros, which is being made into a, I believe, a like an animated thing. Uh, Super Mario Bro, Super Mario is Sino. Oh my God. Synopsis? Synonymous? Synonymous, thanks. With video games for many people, but Nintendo has typically been protective of its mascot when it comes to the crossovers and adaptations. In January 2018, Nintendo announced it would be partnering with Illumination, uh, the studio behind Despicable Me and Minions, to create an animated Super Mario Bros. movie. Mario's film creator Shigeru Miyamoto will serve as co-producer on the film. That's good. I wonder if... uh, if Mario, oh, won't say anything. I feel like my comment's going to take away from the creator. Go back to that. Mario's creator. Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm glad he's co- I'm glad he's co-producing. Because, like, that, that's the big thing, too, with video game movies, is you need to have somebody on board that from the actual, like, video game create- creation. Like, so, Shigeru, Shigeru Miyamoto is a perfect example. Um, because it's like, oh, we're going to do this with a character. And then he'd be like, well, no, you can't do that because a, it'll fucking ruin our brand and B, um, you know, this is, this is a crucial part of Mario's character, yada, yada, yada. Right. So like, it's just having somebody like that there to kind of squish any stupid fucking ideas that come up. Mm -hmm. As much as I hate the minions and I'm not a huge fan of the Despicable Me movies, I'm glad they're the ones doing this because- the, like the animation looks really good, the the story and like the every, you know everything about Despicable Me and the Minions is like good except for the fact that it's four children and has, I'm not interested in, in it at all. Yeah, I think they're they're good storytellers nonetheless. So, uh, okay, great. Well, uh, that about wraps up this podcast. So we'll uh, we'll throw a poll on our website this week for uh, what video game movie are you most excited for? So I think the top five on this list for me definitely Halo. Um, Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter. <laughs> Dude, let's not do Resident Evil. Take Resident I, oh, Evil no, off. Fuck the top that. Five. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, I can get behind the Mario Bros. movie and the Mega Man movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Especially if it's going to be animated for the Mario. Yeah. Mega Man could be interesting live action. But... I could see Tom Clancy Rainbow Six being super interesting too. Like, yeah, we've seen a lot of gun games, but we have, but you could have a lot of cool drama between the squad based aspect of the of the movie and michael b jordan is is a really good actor like he brings a lot i think he's a smart guy and makes good uh good choices when it comes to picking movies so yeah all right everybody thanks a lot for listening this week and uh like i like i always say leave us a review and whatever you're listening to us on to let us know what you feel about our show and to help boost our our search ratings and uh, you guys can join our Discord anytime and uh, join the community that we have here. This is kind of like our little dump of video game fun. Um, and uh, check out our Patreon page. We got uh, some cool stuff on there. So we do my stickers. I bought some stickers. So yeah. my stickers should be here hopefully soon. How long? How many days does it take to ship? Oh, it takes like a day to process, to, to uh, manufacture, and then they, they get shipped pretty quick. So Sweet. I got to change the, uh, the shirt to... Uh, uh, what do you call it? The guy that uh, the supplier for the shirt for the right now because I mine's like already peeling. I'm like, okay, buddy. Uh oh. I like every other shirt I've had has been rock solid. Like I like they've been through the wash so many times and they're all they're all really good. But yeah, then this one particular um, 
uh, supplier is, is kind of not, not doing it. So I'm going to switch the supplier for the shirt for right now. Um, right now. But anyways, guys, thanks a lot, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.